the body of Orinera just falls to the ground. As the guards are moving closer, they open the door. They just take one by one, just throwing them out outside, killing them off one by one. And as they hit point of grabbing Nip, everything just turned black. And the entirety of the sky rains down meteors. The guards start panicking as the fire hits them from above. And with the commotion that's going on, Nip rises from the shadows, and from the ashes, and from the dust. Flame in his eyes, and the glaive held high cuts the throat of the last guard as all of them are burned to ashes. With the sound of the alarm that is hitting every single piece of the city right now. It's hard to fall asleep, but you manage to do so. Each and every single one of you getting carried away. It's almost like the sound and the heat and everything around you of a city that is falling apart takes you back. Iona, you find yourself within a boat, a boat on the sea of flames. The molten lava spreads out to every single piece around you. It's all you can see except from the dark sky above you and the occasional red lighting. You sit there. You don't really know how you got there. But it seemed to be some sort of fiend that is taking the boat forward with some sort of a stick that is pulling you closer and closer to a destination unknown. It's hot. You have never felt this kind of heat before as it's almost like it's burning your skin. You're feeling the feeling of the heat taking up inside your nostrils and everything just, it's hard to breathe. sit there contemplating whatever reason you got here and how you got here why you got here what is going on the fiend looks back on you and mutters (laughs) so you're awake who who are you (laughs) None of your concern. I'd say it is my concern. But it's not. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there are lives depending on me getting back where I came from. So how did I get here? Where are we going? Where are we? Why is it so warm? You have no idea. Really? You're in hell. There's no such thing as hell. Well, look around you. What do you see? This is, this isn't possible. This is not what's supposed to happen. This, when No. This isn't where he would send me. After all I've done for him. Or exactly where he'd send you. Do you even know what I serve? I have no fucking idea. It's because I didn't do what he wanted, isn't it? Sure. 
Tell me your name. My name? <clears throat> Why? What does it matter to you? I deserve to know, since you're shipping me off somewhere. Shipping you off somewhere? <clears throat> That's the first. Well, we're in a ship, aren't we? I'd say a small boat, but yeah, sure. Okay, you're boating me off. Better? Sure. Name's Rogdon. And I'm one of the... Yeah. Takers. Takers. So do you take me from the void where I was just now, or do you take me from the place where I burnt? Um... It was, uh, if it wasn't for me, you know, you would be burnt to death and you wouldn't be here. I huh. take you. My responsibility is to take you to the prison so they can evaluate you and see what you know. So I'm not dead. Some say you are, some would say no. That's interesting. Sure. What does it take to get back from here? No one ever gets back. You'd be happy to have a nice job where you can earn some actual free time. So like a regular citizen, but down here? You will never be a regular citizen. Look at you, you're blue. You're right. See the crimson red skin and the vibrant colors of this fiend devil that is sitting with just his wings spanned in a large arc and he's looking back at you and yeah, he seems confident and not so caring. Um, can I use my racial and uh, change into him? Do you want to look like him? Yeah, sure. I I want to do that. Okay. So um, she like fixates, uh, I fixate my eyes on him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my body, I guess he's a bit bigger than me. So yeah. my body grows a little. And You would be around the same size as you. You're oh, great. quite the figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, well, so uh, my skin starts turning um, reddish and mm-hmm. smooth. Because right. I'm usually a little furry, but now I'm not. <laughs> no, you're more like oily whale skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you take your, you focus on this individual and for a second you just morph in. And the skin turns red. You grow a skinny and spiky tail. Wing starts pouring out from behind and you focus your eyes towards this individual that looks back at you. <gasps> what the fuck? Is it better now? Eh, you look kind of good. Thank you. How do you do that? I'll tell you if you tell me what the best behavior is. To not get stuck in there. Just, you know, try to survive. I'm quite good at surviving. Should be fine. I could imagine. (laughs) This is just a... I don't know, was born with this ability to uh, turn into other beings that are similar to my size. Sometimes smaller, actually. I can act, I can do this as well, and then I try to turn into a cat. Okay, and when you do so, you focus everything, and you try to grab a hold of your druidic focus, and as you try to grab it, it's nothing there. You look down, and you see the cloth and rags that you're wearing that is almost equal to none. Just barely covering up small pieces of your skin. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, um... I, 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 like, fixate my gaze on him, at first quite confident. Mm-hmm. And then when nothing happens, I, 
like um i tense my uh eyebrows a bit and then i go why you've taken my belongings no you don't have any but i i i if i if i don't have them i'm i'm worthless and as i say this i fade back to my original form looking a bit sad i imagine yeah yeah and he looks to you and he just gives you a big grin and he takes just focusing towards the large sea of lava and i sink back to where i'm sitting and i look out uh trying to see where we're going but feeling kind of hopeless all of a sudden and uh it feels hopeless for a second as the visions and the dreams just start morphing into one another and you find yourself within the slave pens you find yourself being there hungry for a while not wanting to eat the piece of filthy meat that is dropping from the ceiling every once in a while and you feel nauseous you feel so weak at this point and you can see two of the slaves that's whispering right beside you and you hear them you listen in for a second eavesdrop and you hear you're getting picked out sure yes I've heard they're gonna take us we're gonna we're gonna have jobs from tomorrow really yes don't tell anyone we can't we can't let anyone know not yet I want to observe what they look like you see two humanoids they look human very filthy very dirty and meager and just worn out but seem to be a bit sturdy and some say muscular um but yeah they their skin is quite pale even though there there's like certain ashes filled with every inch of their skin that is visible that is not covered by rags but yeah i want to approach them right so you stand up and you go a few steps just about 10 feet yeah excuse me what i couldn't help but hear you uh talking to each other you were quite loud you should fuck man you shouldn't talk so loud sorry i didn't think i was loud i, I was trying to hold my voice down Um, What did you hear? Oh, I heard enough. You don't want that to spread, do you? No, No. of course not. So, can you tell me how you found out you were being picked out? Um, They told us. You know the meetings they have with us. Oh, I see. And, um... Did they tell you why? We were capable. We've proven ourselves. All right, I just eye him up and down, uh, kind of demeaning, since he's smaller than me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he looks a bit confused and is trying to figure out what the fuck you're trying to read of him. Um, can I just, out of interest, get your name by any chance? My name is Neil. Neil. It's a pretty name. It is, but I don't know how I got it, actually. Really? Yes. Um, by what time are they picking you up, Neil? I, I don't have the details. Please don't ask and we can't let this spread. Please. I say, I'll leave you guys alone then. Fair enough. Fair enough. I uh, retreat, but I want to keep an eye on them. All right. And you sit there, keeping an eye for a while. There very very cautious about their surroundings at the moment and trying to just 
sit by the wall and just whisper amongst each other and just don't look suspicious at all but it totally does (laughs) (laughs) and uh, you sit there for a while and after about two three hours two of the guards you can hear the portcullis open up again and two guards enters they shout out and you can see a smaller figure a tiefling coming from behind Neil May and Brother Reeves come with me Um, where are they located right now they're sitting about 30 feet away from you crouched down right beside the wall I want to change into Neil. Okay. <laughs> um, for the interest and purpose of knowing a bit more, yeah. uh, <laughs> how and when, just to not be, oh, hello, I'm a blue, a big thing, and, and then you're Neil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I, well, I don't know that they want to um, get him until they call his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I just want to try to uh, sink back behind some other slaves, maybe. Okay. I suppose most arresting since it's late. All right. Um, so as discreet as I can, okay. uh, change my form to him. And then I want to hurry to the guard who called out his name so I get there first. Interesting. All right. Um, <laughs> sure. I'm going to die. <laughs> Well, this is a dream, so you can't really yeah, die. <laughs> I figured, so I'm going to push you. <laughs> All right. Um, why don't you go ahead and roll me a preemptive persuasion? Yeah, of course. I'm not saying it's a nat one, but it's a nat one. <laughs> All right. So, so instance karma. So here's how this is going to play out. <laughs> you see Neil May and Brad Reeves, the two individuals that you were talking to earlier. They take their to their foot and just start walking over. You instantly try to hide up behind some slaves. You shift your form into Neil, and then you start running over there as well. You see this tiefling. Look to the three of you. Well, this is very inconvenient. There is three of you. I'll only call two names. Uh, Yes, I'm Neil. And you hear (laughs) Brad go, what? (laughs) Neil? No, I'm Neil. I am Neil. This is a, this is an imposter. No, of course, this is an imposter. I gesture to him. This is preposterous. You see the tiefling eyeing you out <laughs> and... Uh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> she's... Whispering something to one of the guards that takes Brad, leaving you <laughs> and Neil alone. Is this some sort of trick? Absolutely not. My name's Neil. Tell me, Neil, where do you come from? I can't remember. I hit my head on the on the boat. Hmm. She turns her head to the other <laughs> Neil. <laughs> and Tell me, Neil, where do you come from? Nastul, please, I come from Nastul. It was my homeland before I got here. I don't know where. Please, please, you have to believe me. As she tilts her head a bit and just give you a smile. Nice try. Take them both. And she walks, starts walking away. Oh my god. The guards grab you, each and every one of you, and all three are led to the torture chambers. Mm, that's 
pleasant. And after a while, you, when you're starting to hit the point where torture chambers are, you mm-hmm. see them leading Rad and Neil further into the hallway. Eventually, they disappear, but you alone are led into the chambers itself. The tiefling gently walks in after the guards push you to one of the um, handcuffs and cuffs you both on uh, the wrists and your legs. The tiefling looks at you and looks towards the guards. You can leave us now. And the guards leave. Mm. Yeah. You see this cloaked figure, the small resemblance of a tiefling inside, with deep red skin. Nothing much, really, but after a while of just standing there, eyeing you, she says, So, what do you think we should do? This is a little bit unfortunate, isn't it? Getting caught like this. It wasn't my original plan, no. But it was a pretty clever one. Thank you. See her starts fingering towards the tools on the walls, uh, the torture tools, and... uh, Well, I'm no stranger to that, but I'll stick to the human form, so maybe she doesn't go so hard on me. Sure. Well, what's hiding here, really? Um, nothing special, really. I'm just... a human, you know? She takes one of a small knife, almost like a spike, and she just fixates it into your hand. Uh, ow. Mm. Maybe you want to drop the foot? Not really, no. It would be easier for us both. Or do you want to prolong this? Fine. I give a big sigh and I grow back to my normal form and color. Ah! One of the new ones, I see. Very cool trick you got there. Thanks, I can be quite useful. Mm. Or some would say problematic. Trying to keep everyone intact. Mm. Listen, I'm not here to evaluate you. The Lords are doing them pretty much in themselves. I'm here to keep you in check. I've been in check. I've been doing everything that you say that I'm supposed to do and you send these puny humans up to the surface instead of me. They have been proving themselves over a couple of months right now. So what, I just gotta do what you say for a couple of months? I have... Never mind. I think your mind is too eager, too problematic for us to have a good... Look on keeping you in check. So, what I propose? She takes up a scalpel. <laughs> this is only gonna hurt a bit. I need you to roll a charisma saving throw. Ah, come on. Wisdom saving throw. Sorry, wisdom, oh, wisdom saving. Where is my wisdom? There it is. Oh, ten. Surely a disappointment kind of day. As you feel all of your body starts locking down, freezes up every single muscle of you, and you can't move. You want to, but you can't. And this is easier. As she takes her hand off her arcane focus and... <gasps> starts moving the scalpel towards your head. That nasty tiefling. 
I if she cuts me, she, I don't know, will just scream if possible, or she'll just hang there, being yeah. you can't do passive. anything. Yeah. And as she starts opening up the inside to your brain, the hours go by, and days go by. After about two, three weeks, the slave pens can see Iona Canker Weave just been thrown in again with eyes that are blunt, blank, doesn't say much, and They only see Iona sitting down, creating a dent in the dirt, starts scribbling in the sand. Darkness and fog embraces your mind, Nerell, as you find yourself within a room room seems familiar, although it's a bit gray. The hues are all in gray tones, and you look towards the fine garments around, filled bookshelves with very expensive books. You see the chandelier hanging from the ceiling. You see everything sparkling around you. You look out of the window, and it's pure darkness. Except the small flames that lightens up the square beneath you. Take a quick glance back. And down on yourself, you see the shackles on your arms. And you see the fine, fine silk that is building up the garments. Everything seems so distant by this point. It seems so long ago. But yet, it's so fresh in your memory as this dream hits you. You stumble around and you try to Look in all the different drawers for something. But panicking about the shackles that are so tightly around your wrists. Question. Yes. You know, in a dream, mm-hmm. how it always makes sense yeah. where you are. Uh-huh. Uh, and Inception, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you never remember how you got there. Um, but do I feel like... I should be here, or do I remember that I've been somewhere else? No, this dream feels more like a vision of some sort. So I do have a scant memory of of things that have transpired since I left this place. Of course, and since drows generally not sleeping, Mm -hmm. they go into a trance, it's more like a vision that embodies itself within your mind. So, like, I look down at my my garments and, like, looking down at my boots, seeing seeing these like knee high, um, clasped leather boots mm-hmm. with like fairly high heels. Yeah, I just go no, 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 and I start moving around the room. Is there a door? Uh, no. There's no door. There's no door. Okay, I start, I move up to the window again, and mm-hmm. I can see the square yes. far, far below, right? And it's a familiar square. Yeah. You look down on it, and you see the commotion. It's a bit trafficked by this point. You see different kind of fine established guards with really fancy armor mm-hmm. walking around. You see this weird, and you get almost like 
chill going through your entirety of your body as you look deeper into the square and you see someone, a figure that is posturing and ordering people around. Mm. And you see the tentacles from the face. Whoa. And something seems so off. I've not seen this before, right? No. How close am I to... Like, I must be pretty low in the spire at this point to be able to see the square, right? Or see characters so clearly. Um, it's not so much that... You're ba- you're about 30, 40 feet up. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, so you're not, like, super high, but nah. but it's it's a bit. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, On the second floor. Okay. Can can I try and open the window? Uh, there's no nothing to open. It's just an open... Like a hole. Oh, it's just a hole there, within the wall. There's no glass or anything. No. How big is the hole? Um, could probably fit if you wanted to. Yeah, I'd like. Nah, I'd like. I I start in my panic. I start like trying to climb out of it, and then halfway through the windowsill, like I've got one leg outside, mm-hmm. and I just realize how bad of an idea this is. <laughs> um, and then. <laughs> I, I climb back inside and I, right. I start pacing the room going, no, 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 this is not real. I'm not, I'm not back. No, 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 this is a trick. And you do. You sit here for what feels like an eternity, basically. Looking out the window, everything is staying the, exactly the same. It's almost like deja vu every time you look out of the w- window. Mm-hmm people you start seeing the movement and you can predict the movement you can predict everything that is going to happen and each time you take a step back and move back in to the window you see everything repeating it's groundhog day out it's there the same <laughs> yeah. fucking thing that, that keeps same. happening yeah so do, do i do i keep seeing this this weird individual with with the tentacles did you say yeah for a face you, you see you see almost like basically the face of an entirety of an octopus fucking hell and i see him like each time i go back to the window i see the same thing yeah what is he like i want to in my you know panic and and fear about Mm -hmm. being back here uh i try to occupy my mind and and uh i find like a a, a fascination with this out of place Individual, I want to like. I want to spend time just observing him and or it, and just like, what does he do? What what does he what does he do in the square? Mm-hmm. Not like, is he a Potter? No, no. I mean, like, <laughs> what is he actually doing in the square? Hello, my name's the Cobbler. I'm standing here giving us shoes. Potter. <laughs> yeah, um, you start focusing and taking the time to actually try to study and get like a sense of the entire sequence that is going on out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what you tell, what, what you can tell from the start of it is that there's no sound. Mm-hmm. Nothing at all is getting to your ears. Right. It's just pictures, moving pictures out there. And you know what? Roll me a perception. Ooh. I'm pretty bad at those. I'm kidding, I'm pretty good at those. <laughs> I rolled pretty bad, so it's a 13. 13. Um, you start by looking at all the guards that are walking in a line. You see them, as you've seen them before, moving from one point to the other point of the square, crossing it in a rhythmful way. You take a quick glance back to the vendors that are standing, and one of the vendors seemed to having a bit of an argument with a customer, and nothing really to tell. And you focus towards this weird creature standing in the middle of the square, handing out orders to different people. You see, the first thing you see is that the people around him, they're all high nobles Mm -hmm. within the society. You recognize some of them. Some of them are totally unfamiliar to you, but 
you can't really see so much until one part of the sequence that you haven't really seen as you see how this individual moves up to one of the nobles you see the tentacles wrapping around the head of one of them and now faintly focusing towards exactly that point you hear a small and the sequence resets what the fuck so the tentacles wrapped around the head like did it look like he was kissing him or sure Uh, that's gross that's gross uh slightly put off by this whole display mm-hmm. uh Niv's gonna walk back into the room I'm just go what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck and yeah just pace around in front of you after you turn a quick turn in all of the pacing that you're doing you see a cloaked individual with some sort of tentacles or tendrils dropping from the hood. Oh god. It looks to you and in your mind you just hear you weren't supposed to see that. As it lashes out towards you Uh. and wrapping its tentacles around your head and everything goes black. Ah! You find yourself within another room a hall, rather, as everything you see, different kind of courtiers sitting, talking, and you see courtesans just amusing some of the noblemen around you. Most of them, the skin is yours, dark elves by natures, or mm-hmm. drow. There's a lot of commotion, and it seems to be a big festivity. Um, and this is like this is a a, a grand hall. It's or a grand a, hall. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, doing my best to focus and sort of go back into the old habits. Um, I try and and move smoothly between the tables, keeping an eye open for uh, for anybody who might look like they need attending to mm-hmm. um, and you do some of the noblemen as they see you and your familiar face winks to you give you a nod and smiles one of them actually waves you over I approach <clears throat> and I, I sort of cup my hands um, at in uh, like in front of my my waistline, and I I bow deeply. Mm-hmm. Is is this a, um, a a woman or a man? It's a man. Um, so I di- bow deeply and I say, "My lord." And as he opens his mouth, he smiles towards you at first, and uh, he opens his mouth, and the words that are coming out from the mouth doesn't seem to be aligned with the lip sync of what the individual is saying. Uh huh. As you see him smile and taking an engaging conversation, everything you can hear coming out from the mouth is... Weren't supposed to see that. Weren't supposed to see that. Weren't supposed to see that. I glance up again, like I lift my head as I hear this disembodied voice. Mm-hmm. Um, is it still a dark elf that I'm talking to? Or? It's still a dark elf. And the lip sync is just way off. Yeah. I think I like stumble, like take a step back in 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 fright. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you do, another noble just catches you and uh, says, "Whoa, never ill. You should be studied on your foot." Uh, uh, um, deepest apologies, my lord. Um, one too many glasses of wine, I think. Ah, could easily happen. I see you entertaining Miss Emwater. Uh, yes, a, a charming man, no doubt. Hmm. 
you look back towards the dark elf you initially talked to, mm. or that was talking to you at least. Yeah. And uh, he says, something seems a bit odd with you. Can't really to say for sure. There are many secrets to be unveiled if you only look deep enough, my lord. Hmm. That is true. Well then, he looks up to the individual catching you initially when you stumbled, and you look back again, and you see the tentacles going over your face. What the fuck? As everything goes black again. No! Oh, it's so gross and creepy. I hate it. The next sequence, you're standing in a void. It is all black. And you just see a familiar weapon that is levitating in front of you. You see Bleak Shard. Instinctively, I reach out for it. Is it is it out of reach or...? As you reach for it, it just seems to be placed as an image. And you reach, but you can't reach it. Out of grasp. I start struggling towards it. Do I feel purchase underneath my, my feet or...? You just feel like you're hovering by this point in a void. Ah, oh, fuck. So I flail around uselessly <laughs> in the void, trying to reach this this weapon. Doing the fish. Doing the fish, <laughs> definitely. And uh, you can't reach it. But just about the same time you reach the second time you hear a familiar voice. My child. So you are here. Yes, yes, I'm here. This vision of yours is as real as reality itself. These... I can't be. I I spent centuries in that place and I, I never saw... Ever saw one of those things before? There is much in the world that is still unknown, hiding in every corner. So you mean they. they were there all along? I do not know. But this vision is of grasp, contact, and the last. I see. I see. Um, this is... That's home. And I'm not home, am I? I'm in hell. Still. Yes. I don't know what you did with me. If you wore me as a puppet. But... Thank you for saving my life. Now I need you to save me again. Tell me how I get myself out of hell. You can see that bleak shard disperses into small, small particles, almost like dust. And as the dust starts to shimmer down the air of this endless void, a vision and an image is opening up before you. You can see a pure white tiefling. And you see this other tiefling that seems familiar. You see Helixia and Orinera walking side by side down the streets of Ekrecht. You see them 
talking, smiling. As you see a smaller tiefling running up behind them. As it squeezes through, both of them, you see both of them look down on the tiefling. And you get a quick glance of the tiefling that is partially white and partially red. Shit. As the tiefling looks up on both of the larger individuals, you see them grabbing or reaching out their hands towards the small tiefling. And you see them both holding the smaller tiefling's hand and they continue to walk down the road, smiling. The vision stops and shifts into another scene where the white tiefling and the red tiefling, the adults, are having an argument. They uncontrollably starts getting more and more tense. You can't hear anything, but all of a sudden you just see flames coming out from the red tiefling towards the white tiefling. The white tiefling looks down and you can see as the scene shifts a bit, the small white and red child tiefling is sitting in the corner crying. And it shifts again. You see the red tiefling now being tortured. And you see the white tiefling leading the torture. Not doing any work by herself. But looking out on the torture as several torturers are just stuck inside. You see them cut out her tongue. You see them cut off the fingers of one of the hands. And as the last piece of the puzzle, you just see them smash an arcane symbol in two pieces. It stops. Bleak Shard appears in front of you again. My child. must have she transported you um to the material plane she sent me away how i do not know could you could you do the same for us i think there is still magic she, she needs her focus it is hidden away by orinara the dark mother who we just killed. She couldn't be a part. If we... We need to stop everything. I can feel... The powers... That it took to save you... Are fading. And I'm not sure how long I can stay. That's 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 disconcerting. That that is very very worrying. Um, tell me how what what, what do I do? Where where do I go? Who do I speak to? You must find Elthia, and you must 
chambers of the council will reach Alexia. We, we can do this. Yes, of course. Of course we can do this. Um, My child. Do not fail me. And the vision stops. Transported back to the room. You look down after your meditation on the body of Toby and the body of Iona sleeping. I uh, get to my feet, wary and in pain, I assume. And I walk over to the nearest window. What you can see, the chaos and the flames, it is by every single minute burning down the city, the citizens. You hear the horns and the alarm is still going on. You hear the screams of Ekrix. Music and editing is made by me, Agnes Rubo, and thanks to the free sfx.co.uk, we have additional sound effects and music on our hands. 